0: Hey, friends, welcome to the Rhythms for Life podcast, where each week we talk about four rhythms that help you reduce stress and anxiety and take charge of your emotional health. Rest, restore, connect, create.
1: These ideas come from Rebecca's best selling book, Rhythms of Renewal Trading Stress and Anxiety for a Life of Peace and Purpose. So grab your copy, invite your friends, and let's live in rhythm. This is Gabe. Welcome to Rhythms for Life, and we are so glad that you're listening today. You're going to get to take a deep dive with Rebecca and two of our good friends, Rachel Myers and Amanda Bible Williams, who lead She Reads Truth. And, you know, Rebecca and I talk a lot about the rest rhythm, the importance of Scripture, how critical this is. This is where we abide. It's where our rest comes from. When we spend that quality time with God and develop our relationship, our understanding of His Word, what He has for us, It gives us a peace. It gives us joy. It gives us a way to walk into every day that's so unique. And that's what our friends at She Reads Truth have been doing for so many years. And it's just hard to believe how quickly it's grown, how many people, over a million people that follow them every day are reading Scripture, are a part of this process. And so you're going to get to listen in to Rebecca sitting with both Rachel and Amanda as they have a conversation about rest, about the Word of God, and about the upcoming season of Lent. Let's listen now.
0: Rachel and Amanda, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi. Hi. Hello. This You're is here.
0: my first
3: time. I, I know, I'm very
0: excited. I've wanted this for a while and um, I'm glad that it's now because it's a new year yeah. and I think we need Rachel and Amanda in 21. I oh,
2: <laughs> like that. Thank okay. you. It's a I new need day. In it's a new
0: year. I'm still riding the high of the turn of the year and Gabe is my sounding board and is like Really, things aren't that different. I'm like, yes, they are. (laughs) It's It's symbolic. God created rhythms for a reason. Spring, summer, fall, and winter. Um, And somehow we're in January and not in December. And I'm good with that.
3: I saw an article recently right before the turn of the year where somebody was just arguing, like, listen, like, why do we put so much pressure on something that should really be clerical? Like, it's just like the number has changed. It's a clerical matter. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, this is something to celebrate. It's something to mark. Right. It's something
0: to like. Think That's about. like saying like the the constellations and the the planets in orbit is clerical, right? It's like no, no the no, passing no. of time is not clerical. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. It's represented in a clerical way for yeah. order, which I appreciate. But in the end, when God created the heavens and the earth, and He did it in rhythm, yeah. evening and morning were the first day the second day, the third day, that mm-hmm. was a miracle. It was still a miracle. you yeah. created from nothing. Yeah. So I'm just choosing to go, this is a miracle. We're <laughs> now out of 2020. It is a miracle. I'll yes. <laughs> take it. Yeah. How are you
3: guys doing? You know, you just said, you know, the days were created evening and morning, right? Um, it's And, and that's not on mistake. It's not like morning, then an
0: evening. Right. I know. It's rest and then I know. Then I know. I love, I love that, that Sabbath begins in... Friday nights, you know, right. Shabbat or whatever that looks like for what that Sabbath season is. And that's what this year has felt like so far.
3: Um to really shut it down. And to begin the year from a place of rest has been something that we intentionally did as an entire company. We shut it down and and we all went away and just did whatever we could do to begin 2021 from a personal and from an organizational place of having rested um, has made a really big difference for me um, and I think for all of us.
2: Yeah. I feel like when you ask, how are you doing? I think- I asked I asked myself the question like how am I doing? It's <laughs> a great question. I think okay, I think that what has encouraged me about this particular new year is I really admire people who really just kind of take the bull by the horns at the beginning of a new year and make resolutions and and do them and all that. I've lived with myself long enough that I think I've let that go for mm-hmm. me like yeah. I don't do that. Um but something that i am doing this year is just just small just starting small just yeah. making some very small changes that i already am so encouraged by um the renewal that it is giving me Good. and like the re- you know it feels like it's almost like the little the tiny little changes and efforts are kind of multiplying and yeah. so i i'm not thinking too far ahead i don't have like i want to do you know, get to such and such a goal, but I am trying to, um, and have so far have been successful at just, um, I have, I have a chair and in, in my room, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm sitting in my chair every day at some point. It's not on the weekends. It can be the morning. Usually during the week, it's the evenings, um, because my night times aren't super restful. So the morning, it, it just, it works better for me to do, to -hmm. do the evenings. That's when I can actually accomplish like the quiet and kind of still myself. And so that's been good and rewarding and just some little things about like, where am I, where am I stacking my like Bible and my book and my, you know, and like where just kind of clearing out some physical space, Mm -hmm. but it's been good. It feels like a little, candle in like what has been a dark mm-hmm. season oh, yeah. Yeah. you know for us and so because 2020 was rough and 2019 was rough yeah and so I feel like I feel like there's some kind of newness yeah. I love that. coming about that's good
0: as right? your friend I think that's actually huge I think transformation happens one small step at a time it is yeah. this whole community knows that I preach rhythms over resolutions because only 20 percent of people who make them keep them yeah. Uh, partly because that cold turkey, that big, like massive shift yeah. over New a me. short period of time right. <laughs> is very hard to sustain. That's why cold turkey is kind of like rehab. I mean, it's not intended to be your whole life right. um, versus just what are these small acts of intention, which, you, yeah. you know, which your study is actually going through right now. Like what are the practices and the disciplines that can be rhythmic Mm -hmm. Um, In our lives and how it's not checking a list. It's just like, how are you creating space to to encounter God? Mm -hmm. How are you creating space? Physically, tangibly in a chair mm-hmm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. a Bible and a candle and a pen. I call it coffee candle and a pen. It's like the trio that comes around my Bible. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but um it has, to the right yeah, it has to be the right pen. Yeah. It has to be the right pen, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> if yeah. I can't find my pen, I just ordered that's some more. That's it. I won't I'm, be reading I'm today. Like it's
0: just harder to it's write with that other pen. Yeah. I really like this pen. No, <laughs> that's that's a little OCD and I'll I'll go ahead and own it. But I <laughs> love, you know, January for so many is it's a fresh start. Yeah. And it requires intention. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You don't have a fresh start without some level of intention. So, even you, She Reads Truth is so great about like white space Mm and editing, you know, like Mm -hmm. making that experience the most it can be because you've cleared. Clear the screen. Yeah. And so you're saying at home, you've cleared a space yeah. for intention. And so that almost makes it more like, you know, when you capsule your closet or you just get rid of, I did that yesterday, like hours <gasps> of cleaning out oh, junk. Oh, that's so satisfying. It's the biggest high. I'm yeah. like, <gasps> I have everything exactly where yeah. even the junk drawer. I mean, my family thought I was insane, but I was like, you don't understand. Like, I actually know what's in here now. Yeah. And it all has a place.
2: Yeah. Um, been... In our
3: house, we call it the lucky drawer just because we feel like it's all about branding. <laughs> I think junk drawer just has a bad vibe. It's
0: true. It's, it's true.
3: It's a
2: bad mojo. Yeah. Like that. So, with, you know,
3: where, where can I get a pen? Look in the lucky drawer.
0: I love it. Yeah. I it love it. Good. Rachel, yeah. what has intention looked like for you? Besides you know, rested, yeah, which I love. Play and rest. The rest
3: was so good. But in the rest, Ryan and I took time. Um, really, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, we just sat for a long time um, and then sat with friends and looked back. We kind of wrote out the year behind us. And I said something in passing, which we've all said. Um, you know, the sentence came out of my mouth, too. 2020 was such a hard year. And it was with my sister. And she was like, well, what was hard about it? And we had, you know, we started to try to like list, like I expected to get a shovel and start shoveling on all the hard, but it, I was surprised that there were some hard things for sure. Some very hard things. We, we lost people that we loved this year, mm-hmm. but um, it was interesting to me that I couldn't, that I remember that there were a lot of alarming, you know, four alarm fires, sure. but I couldn't remember what they were. Mm-hmm. And Ryan and I, this was something that really made a difference for the two of us this year was to... To kind of go like, what were the things that made us just f- fully flip out? And if we couldn't remember what they were, it re- it was a genuine perspective shift. Wow. That even in the last 24 hours, you know, things that would otherwise, you know, make us spiral in panic, we would go like, we could hardly remember the last time this happened. Right? You know, like it was yeah. just interesting. But also just to like look at the year and go. What were the some of the sweetest things? One of the sweetest things for our family last year um, was during that real strong lockdown when we sure. were no no one was going anywhere. Right, and we were opening. We read the Book of Mark with the kids um, every morning. We just opened Scripture and we had a little rhythm to it. Um, and that was one of our favorite things mm-hmm. from 2020. And so Ryan sat us down last night, and he was like, "We're doing this. Mornings don't work anymore because the kids go to school now. Sure, but we're not going to be an excuse family. Sure. Like, let's do this. We yeah. that was one of our best things, and let's let's be intentional about it. Yeah, and it was wonderful. I, I- love
2: that we're not going to be an excuse family. One time we were out to dinner. This was a long time ago, and our we had three kids at the time, and they were young. We we're very loud. We still are. But um, our oldest, she said, "It's like we're the disaster family because we had like spilled things and we were being loud at the restaurant." Anyway, the excuse family yeah. and the disaster family. All Let's right. don't be those. I don't.
3: I, I, just because we're not locked down anymore, doesn't mean we can't do the things that really were
0: so meaningful to us. Let's find a way to make them work. I know. I think quarantine gave us permission to even establish new rhythms. Explore what we're capable of. Right. Yeah. Uh, Because we had time. It's like God says, I'm going to give you a little pause here in March, which no one was expecting. Mm -hmm. And as a result, yes, it had heartache. It also had opportunity. There was invitation attached to it as well. While quarantine was hard in that you have to work from home and learn how to homeschool in the next 48 hours. Right, Figure out what this thing right. Zoom Top quiz. is called. How do you <laughs> homeschool? Already um, work from home with kids there. Right. Oh, and so there so was a challenge. And, and again, I'm sure we're looking back with rose-colored glasses a little bit. For sure. But it did also allow for... Invitation and opportunity. And so I think it helped that I journaled during that time. So Mm -hmm. I look back and go, oh, yeah, I actually had a day where I was really mad. And then a day where I was really grateful. Yeah. (laughs) There was a lot of extremes, (laughs) Uh but a day um, where I did a lot of puzzles. It's true. It's true. But I think, um, it was a almost like a January opportunity that came in March that yeah. was just like, hey, if you have the next 12 weeks at home, or for some states, much longer than that, right. what would you do differently if you could? And what did you learn in 2020 that you want to keep? Yeah. And what did you learn in 2020 that you're glad that
2: that's, that's done? So
0: Amanda, yeah,
2: what would your answer? I What you just said, I was just thinking about how there were some things that I let myself lean into in 2020 thinking that they would give me rest, but they didn't, Hmm. you know, like maybe our, maybe our TV watching went up a little and maybe my Instagram scrolling increased Mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, and what I'm finding now with intention is that like, I want to be intentional about muting some things. Sure. And I have a hard time with that because I feel obligation, like just this really false guilt that is, of you know, of no worth, like that is no place. And so just but recognizing that for what it is and saying like that's an expectation I'm putting on myself and that's bogus. Sure. And saying, you know, it's okay to like I'm currently uh at the at the suggestion of Kendra Adachi, who is the lazy genius on Instagram, muting some people on Instagram. Not mm. because I don't love them or find value in them, just because I'm trying to limit the amount of content I'm in consuming. Sure. And because I don't want to wonder, like, what I'm missing. So, like, if it's just not in the scroll, it's just easier. It makes the scroll faster because you're like, oh, I've already scrolled this. So, put that down. Um, But just some little things like that of, like, actually removing some things. And i have not, you know, late night TV watching. I'm just try I'm just not right now yeah um, unless it's with my family yeah so like that's kind of the exception but because I know that I've turned to that for relaxation and it gives me an escape but it doesn't really give me a payoff yeah there's no Do you replenishment know what I mean? and so even yeah. just lying in bed awake mm-hmm. doing nothing I have found it's hard. Mm-hmm. A, it's it's a it's hard for me to do that, but I'm learning to just like let that be what it is, so that maybe I can at least get some sleep, sure, <laughs> instead of watching something too late on right. you know whatever um, whatever I have to be binging. And so, um, so I think just like little, just kind of recognizing little things that aren't doing for me what. I think they're doing. Yeah, And taking a moment, like I'm doing a gratitude journal. I actually am doing this in the same journal I tried to use for 2020. And I literally got to like January 8th. <laughs> and so I started on, I just put, I just wrote um, a new beginning or something, beginning again or something. And I turned the page and I just started with 2021. and um, And just realizing that taking five minutes to do that fills me up more Mm -hmm. than watching that show for two episodes and and that's not always true but for me right now I need help training my eyes to see good things yeah and so that's what I want to choose to do and I think giving ourselves a permission to to let that change Mm -hmm. to say like well there may be a time where I've become really legalistic about that and I need to let it go and watch netflix for 30 minutes you know whatever yeah yeah. but yeah the extremes
0: um are kind of like the guardrails of like what should we how do we kind of auto correct maybe this past season Mm -hmm. i love the practice of taking inventory um it's kind of just a rhythmic thing for us for me personally for gabe and i for our family Mm -hmm. used to be annually you kind of that week between christmas and new year i find now that things are changing too quickly for annually to be enough i think we do it quarterly actually so we'll do it now we'll do it again kind of towards April, May, Mm -hmm. um, maybe sometime end of summer. So maybe, yeah, it's about three to four times a year. Mm -hmm. Like spring, summer, and fall is kind of just so varying with kids and, you know, all different places and workload as a result kind of flows out of that, Mm -hmm. you know, just capacity. So one thing that my fall was really busy and I remember just like get to Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, We had several (laughs)
0: retreats, we had a community, we had the new launch of the planner and journal and Podcast, whatever. I just was like, get to Thanksgiving. And so when Thanksgiving hit, I basically sat on my couch. I hadn't watched Netflix all year. I was like, what are some good, you know, shows? Like I didn't even know. There's I there's not like, any. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <Spoiler not."> alert. <laughs> um, but I got off Instagram for almost all of December. Yeah. You know, I would check in, but in general, I just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And we had so many sweet like moments as a family that like a couple years ago I'd be like oh we have got to document this on stories it's so joyous so adorable right now right 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 and for whatever reason just not 1 ounce of compulsion in me to do it and it's not rejecting it it's just like for whatever reason my my tank like my yes. capacity was for consumption was so full that i just was like I'm just going to drive the car in the quiet right now. Like I, I don't even sense that. I don't too. even have time for, I can't listen to anything. And like, I don't know if that means I'm 80 years old, you know, in my, in my soul. Yeah. But like, there was something about me that's like, I can't start a new year with any intention or energy if I consume another thing. Yeah. And social media tends to be the one thing. There's nothing wrong with it as it is, but in unhealth, it can be the thing that makes me feel less than or yeah. like as a kind of firstborn, competitive, or it might want to make me strive a little. And I was just like, mama ain't got time for that. So there was this sense of like creating the white space that December wound up being just a very present, joyful month of celebration. And it doesn't mean that I'm ignorant and my head's in the sand to what is hard in the world. But I feel like we weren't always made to carry all the hard we all the time, we were not. No. Yeah, we are. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes, like you've said, I mean, like creating some white space of what we consume, yeah, digitally has helped my perspective be more joyful. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and I've. That's why I found so much freedom in the mute feature lately. It's not because these are not. I'm not wanting to just clear out anyone that I've been following, I just want it to be a little quieter. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I find that I have been treating uh, Instagram kind of like a drug. Like I just will go to it for like a quick hit of news or connection or inspiration or whatever. But it's just like a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. Where if I'm not getting a quick bit of even scripture or something, Mm -hmm. you know, from there, then, and, and I quiet that then I feel like I can go to a deeper well, you know? So like for connection, instead of getting like a quick bit of, you know, I'm not, and I wouldn't even say that Instagram is false connection. I was tempted to say that a second ago, but I was like, I don't actually think that's true because I think there's a lot of value Mm -hmm. that can be found Mm -hmm. in the connection we have there. Um, But for me right now, what I'm getting there is I'm allowing it to to kind of supplant true connection, even in my own home. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I I just want to find little ways. And so another thing that I feel like I'm learning is that I don't have to do any of this perfectly. Right. It's so freeing. I started a new like journal, growth journal thing that I've had for months and months. I think I got it at my birthday. So I've had it since August. And I've been afraid to start it because I didn't know if I'd do it right. And I'm just like, you know what? It's a book. Mm-hmm. I'm just right. Like, who cares? <laughs> you can't mess it the up. The point is not doing the book right. The mm-hmm. point is engaging and reflecting and being intentional. And so just having permission to like, I'm going to be intentional about mm-hmm. trying this and knowing that like, it's not, not going to go exactly the way I want it to. But so what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Doing it anyway. That's good. Rachel, what are intentional
0: things that you want to keep in this new year?
3: One of the things I, I mentioned, the you know the the reading the scripture with the kids. Um, another thing that we loved in 2020 when the school year started, we just hadn't had kids in school because we had homeschooled for a while. We hadn't had kids in school for a while, um, and so it was it was hard to find our way um, mm-hmm. in, in that rhythm. And I wanted to fight hard to do that well. And I noticed about my weeks that, you know, I had these, you know, weekly one-on-ones at the office, you know, where I would, you know, meet with Amanda or meet with, you know, who have, like one of our directors and make sure they're doing well, ask how I can support them. And I, at one point really early in the school year, Ryan and I decided to do one-on-ones on Sunday nights with the kids. And it felt like a business meeting, but mm-hmm. it ended up being something that has served our family really well because, you know. So you for, would rotate? Like- no, they each got a one-on-one every Sunday night. With so how do you do you? that? Give, give us like... So is it two on so one? So Ryan and I would meet with Hazel. Then she goes to bed a little earlier than Oliver. Okay. And then we'd meet with Ollie. And it's it's it was handy for things like during the week fielding, not having to field questions that we weren't prepared to field. For example, sure. Hazel really wanted to do gymnastics. And we were like, I don't think you actually want to do this, but... Let's explore that. You know, so like I want to, can you sign me up for gymnastics? And she's asking me that, you know, two o'clock on a Tuesday. I'm like, let's put that in the agenda for the one-on-one. I love that. And that way we can have an actual focused conversation about that. Oh, I'm doing this. Um, And it has been. And so in the one-on-one, we have our agenda items that they've built. There's like a shared doc that they can add to. Of course. Um, And then also. Color-coded. We, yeah. And then we (laughs) also ask the questions. What are you looking forward to this week? And then the second question is either, um, what are you not looking forward to? Or how can we help your week be better? Oh, that's so good. Um and it, I
0: like the Sunday night. And Sunday. It's kind night, kind of closing your connection it, as the weekend, yep. but sending them back off with some, you know, mom and dad really understand me. They've yeah. heard me. That's so good. I'm so stealing. This. And it's also me a good too. time
3: um to address things with the kids, not in the heat of the moment. Yeah. So like let's say we have, you know, a blowout argument on Thursday night and we're like, okay, like we can handle this. Like we'll address it as much as it needs to be. But with some separation now on Sunday night, we can go, hey, did you notice what we could have done differently? What, mm-hmm. To be able to address things out of the heat of the moment. The one tip I will give, if you do steal this, um, on one hand, it's been helpful to share that doc with them and let them see the agenda. But sometimes... Oliver especially will see something coming, like a little down the agenda, and he'll be like, mm, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, you know, like, oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about my phone screen time or whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. So the tip might also be have a separate agenda. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> of your yeah, own that, that, doesn't uh, need that to they be can't rebuilt. see coming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so good. I'm wondering, do you and Ryan also have a time like that weekly where you t- address things? Would that be kind of a date night or we have um, one-on-one time every Friday afternoon while the
3: kids are in school. We usually meet for lunch somewhere, mm-hmm. um, and so that's less date and more like matters of, State business. of the union. I mean, you, I mean, you know, we work together, sure. so it really has to be our work and our family. Like, there's just a there's there's much to cover in that. Usually, it takes about two hours, but it's an intentional carved out time. Where we meet and talk. And then we, I mean, we're not great at a regular date night, but we find opportunity to get out and go do something together pretty
0: regularly. Yeah. Gabe and I work together as well. And we have found our best productive because I'm just too tired late to actually have. I was like, can, can, if it's a date night, like, I don't want to talk. Right. Shop I don't want to talk Yeah, exactly. I'm like, let's just
3: that's you know, why Friday lunch works really well for us. Just kind of
0: just enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, same. We have lunch dates, um, and then at the, the end week. we
3: rock paper scissors. Who has to go get the kids from See, school? See, you know what? It's perfect.
0: <laughs> just wait until you your mean oldest who gets to just get get wait who get the kids. <laughs> wait from until your oldest drives, and yeah. neither yeah. of you have to. I mean, them. it's Listen, like we're getting that's, so close. where thirty seconds, and it's a new day. It's a new day. We're like Pierce, can you live at home forever and just drive everyone? He's like, no, I'm going to college next year. We're like, oh. Yeah, that's yeah, shoot, yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh, that's good for you. Um, We're happy for yeah, you. Yeah, you should do that. But still, <laughs> it's been a nice year of him um, doing the after school.
1: Yeah. Samaritan Ministries is a community of Christians who live out Galatians 6-2 by bearing one another's burdens when a medical need arises. And I want to encourage each of you to check this out. In this new year, as you're looking at your budget, as you're trying to evaluate where can you cut costs, where could there be a savings, I know when we talk about medical needs that can create a lot of nervousness, but Samaritan's Ministries has created such a way to do this. It's so unique, and it actually saves you so much money. It's not traditional insurance, but you do have the freedom to choose the doctor, hospital, and pharmacy that works best for you and your family, and then Samaritan members directly share those medical expenses with one another. It's affordable, You can join today, go talk to them, figure out what would this cost for your family and consider if you're in a transition or you're looking at that budget, I think you'll be impressed with what they can provide. So you can learn more at samaritanministries.org slash rflpodcast. That's samaritanministries.org slash rflpodcast.
0: I know everyone who's listening is asking these same things that are they're wrestling through what do I want to take, what do I want to keep, what do I want to leave mm-hmm. in 2020. But I, I hope for those of you who are listening, this will feel like a, a refreshing season for you. it's not it's not for you to take and tackle this massive, you know, cold turkey thing. A lot of churches are leading through fasts right now. Which which is a discipline, and yeah. it definitely is a restraint, and it is that is a cold turkey. Like I've decided for X number of days, or a couple weeks, or three, whatever, to cut this thing. But that the goal of that, like biblically, is to just draw near to God mm-hmm. in that dependency, mm-hmm. <laughs> and let Him in those moments, like grow your prayer life, grow in the way He wants to reveal Himself to you. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Yeah. So for those of you who are fasting right now. Go team. I'm I'm thrilled for you. We're doing that in our home. Everyone's kind of got their own thing that they've decided that they want to let go of on the food front. It's not like just a fasting um, from digital or social media while those are good things. It's an mm. actual fasting of what is considered Good. nourishment. Yeah. I'm not sure if coffee or sugar is nourishment, but it felt like <laughs> nourishment. So it yeah. felt like yeah. But yeah. I But I probably like that
3: distinction. Some of Letting that. go of
0: something that's nourishing. Um,
3: yeah. Interesting.
0: Part of the reason I was excited to have you guys on is because, I mean, I just adore you as friends. Amanda, obviously we've walked the adoption journey together mm-hmm. from China to here. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel, you were the first person to welcome me into Franklin mm-hmm. literally six years ago, mm-hmm. offered coffee and to help me unload the U-Haul. Mm-hmm. And- I just am so thankful for your lives and that your lives are a witness, even without you opening your mouth. Just the way you walk with the Lord is so evident Um, in how you lead. She reads truth in how you honor your husbands and your families, and you you mother so well. Like your priorities are, I just I really believe are submitted to God, and it's so evident as you walk that cadence of. I mean, we could go a million different directions, which is why we need to do this again of balance (laughs) of work and home and motherhood and parenting and having teams. I mean, so there's a lot there. But the reason I'd love to just like end today is just talking about Lent because um, I led our community, our Rhythms for Life learning community through your Advent study, and it was so rewarding. I love that. and and so i was just like let's get a conversation on the books early about yeah. about lint I love the study you're doing right now. Um, and in fact, I just recorded that with them. Yes. yes. If you guys so just an if you hour want a double dose of the trio, <laughs> yes, <laughs> go listen to the She Reads Truth um, podcast where we really unpack the study that they're going through right now. It's just amazing. Faith and practice, all about the disciplines, spiritual disciplines, and how rhythmic they are mm-hmm. with intention. But I would like to just give a couple moments yeah. to casting vision for Lent. What She Reads Truth has done so well is... Just scripture um, in every study that you do, but you you do it in a guided way by thematically um, with reflection questions. And even all these cool charts that really help you like know the church calendar or know what were all the disciples, right. um, the, the miracles that Jesus performed in ways that are just fresh and inviting. And I just love that no matter what your relationship is with scripture, how long you've known it, whether you've memorized one verse or a million, probably not a million, um, a <laughs> hundred, maybe yeah. start there, um, that like. That is so inviting and engaging. Um, so let's talk Lent. Yeah. Um,
2: would you explain to someone who's just never done Lent, why Lent? Yeah. Yeah. So Lent is a season on the church calendar, just like Advent is a season on the church calendar that you walk through with your community. Um, Lent is the season leading up to Easter, to Resurrection Sunday. So it traditionally begins on Ash Wednesday, um, which this year falls on February 17th. And it's um it's about seven weeks. It's about four, it's 40 days plus. Forty fasting days traditionally, and seven, yeah, seven or six, seven seven feasting days, right? Yeah, and so it is. It is, it's modeled after Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness, mm-hmm. right? And so it, this is just a season. Um, people observe it different ways, but the reason that fasting is traditionally a part of it is because it is designed to be a reflective season that where we are really um, taking a look at ourselves and, um, our condition as sinners. Um, but also looking toward the cross, knowing that Jesus, um, that his life and death and resurrection, um, now define our reality, right? That is the gospel. And so it, um, it is a it's a sobering season. Yeah. It's generally kind of quiet and reflective. I think it's intentionally pretty long. Mm-hmm. It can feel a little bit unending um <laughs> if if you're observing it in in that way. Um but it also is designed to train us to look toward um not just the death but the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. And so that's why you have those, those many like those feast days. Mm-hmm. Because um, you know, we said on the podcast that we recorded um for She Reads Truth that NT Wright says we're an Easter people. Sure. You know, that we should be celebrating Easter all the time because that's the framework of our reality um and the the bedrock of our salvation. And so um so that's what Lent is. And so at She Reads Truth, we spend Lent Um, In God's word, which we do anyway, we do women in the word of God every day. And so for Lent, we are going to just be in God's word. Um, mm-hmm. Walking to Resurrection Sunday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, Rachel, why don't you unpack the two books and, we're doing that we're two, studying and the themes. So we're reading two books of the Bible
3: this year for Lent. Um, it, every year it's a little bit different. Um, I'm excited about the books that we chose, uh, the book of Joshua. Um, and the subtitle for that book is Remember and Proclaim, because this oh, is love. the conquering of the promised land. And there's so many like moments of consecration as they go. And they set up these Ebenezer's of what the Lord has done so that we could remember what he's done and Proclaim it to the to everyone, mm-hmm. to the world, mm-hmm. and so that is you know sort of our first four weeks of Lent, just reading the book of Joshua, being in the Old Testament, remembering ourselves and proclaiming the work that God yeah. has done, and then for the final three weeks of Lent, we read a gospel, mm-hmm. um, and you know we say we never want to be too far from a gospel, and so mm-hmm. this this year we're reading the book of Mark um, for three weeks, and we actually timed the readings just right so that it will land that we're reading you know Good Friday. Scripture on Good Friday yeah. and so forth, all the way to Easter Sunday. The conquering of the promised land is what happens in Joshua. Right. And then in the same space, that same land, the book of Mark takes place. Isn't that amazing? And it is this, you know, Mark's- like the same, ge- same geographical, geographical space. space. Um, and it once they land in the promised land, of course. And so in Mark, there's so much, like, there's so many demons being cast out. Like, there's a lot of spiritual activity because- right. God is on the ground, mm-hmm. right? right? There's healing, spiritual physical, physical yeah. spiritual, and so it goes from this like conquering of a physical piece of land to this spiritual victory
0: yeah. Um, in, in Christ sealing once and for all our freedom. I know. Yeah. I love that approach to Lent, that you take something that he does in the natural, like yeah. claiming the land, taking the land mm-hmm. after deliverance from Egypt, 40 years of wilderness, right. that generation never got to enter, but Joshua and Caleb get to lead them into the promise, which was the promised land. Mm-hmm. So you've got this natural fulfillment and then in Mark you've got the supernatural fulfillment yep. of what is now manifesting through freedom, through death, burial, and resurrection. And I don't think people when we read the Bible, sometimes it's just such a big book of like history, right? But like, no, those are actual stories that took place in actual places <laughs> right um, and when you go visit Israel or you go to the Holy Land or you start to go oh this is the same place where this was foretold centuries prior wait what like I, I re- just remember being on several guided trips there where I was like wait I didn't realize that David said this above the same place that where Jesus was praying this centuries later right. i mean it's just kind of wild how god's like nothing's by chance guys right. <laughs> when yeah. david says i lift my eyes to the hills you're like oh those hills yep like i can actually see yes. them and they're mm-hmm. where jesus was yes yeah. And so I love that you paralleled these two for Lent. So I definitely want those of you who are just looking to go through Lent, maybe for your first time with a community of women all Mm -hmm. around the world, Mm -hmm. this is it. This is like such a wonderfully inviting way that you'll learn the way you guys display things. Obviously, anyone who follows She Reads Truth knows that the aesthetic is so important Mm -hmm. to the experience. So again, good, true, and beautiful is always being Put out there and in, in a way that is clear and compelling. And I think scripture is clear and compelling, but sometimes we need to just just show somebody that. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm just really, really excited for people who want to do this for Lent. We're only talking about it early because you guys sell out of these books so fast. It, and because it starts in about a month. It starts on the 17th. Yeah. yeah. So then a February. February.
2: Yeah. So I will clarify just so I don't want to frustrate anybody. February seventeenth is Ash Wednesday, but we're gonna start our oh, that's right. Lent reading plan the Monday before. So February fifteenth. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um the Lent reading plan will begin. We'll start with Joshua. We'll be in Joshua for four weeks and then we'll go right into Mark for three weeks. Good. The books Something... are beautiful. The experience is gonna be really special.
3: and like we're having this conversation, you know, the first half of our conversation was talking about our rhythms mm-hmm. and our practices. And as we you can't have that conversation and have a Lent conversation and not tie those together, which you've done so beautifully. Um, one of the things that we did this year, which we've never, ever, ever done before and may never do again, who knows, to the end of wanting – a th- the Lent season to look different. And hearing so many people in our community asking, like, I want to participate with She Reads Truth in this Lent season, but I also don't want to be on my phone. Like, I don't want to even use the app or the website. Yep. I don't even want to go there for the devotionals. So this year, and we've never done it, but this year we actually printed mm. the devotionals in a book that you can get with the, if you want that, you don't yeah. have to use yeah. devotionals. I mean, we're pretty solid with just reading scripture, yeah, but totally. a lot of people like devotionals. Yeah. And so we've really given a full box of Lent experiences Experience where you don't have to go online at all, and you can truly be yes. screen free. I did not season. know that,
0: and I, for one, am so thankful for the analog experience. Yes. I, I just—it's yeah. what we want, like deep, deep down. Because the mm-hmm. yeah. problem with the phone is the notifications that it's pop up when you're there. on the
2: app. Yeah, right. You rarely—I like, rarely pick up my phone and do only the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't even do the thing yeah. that I picked it up. <laughs> what
0: was I? Here I mean for? I really right. do. I love the phone, but it is a device for distraction. Right. And so yeah. when you're in scripture, that's the last thing you want to mm-hmm. compete with. This is no judgment. I know there's some wonderful apps out there yeah. that are tools to get you back in. Because yeah. when those are notifying you, that's a yeah. good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a good thing. But I do like that you that you let Lent be that. Because some people mm-hmm. might be offline for Lent. Yeah. Um, and thank you for doing that. Yeah. Can I just say mm-hmm. that? Yeah. I'm like very You're very. You're welcome. <laughs>
2: um, we were thinking about you, <laughs> yeah, You know
0: what? Old fashioned Rebecca yeah. over there <laughs> doesn't know how to use a computer. <laughs> you lead us um, so well. I no, appreciate. you guys are awesome. Well. Anyways, thanks for being a part of this. Of course. I just love you guys, and I'm and I'm just thankful for your lives, and I'm thankful. We were just talking about how old She Reads Truth is. What are you, eight years old? We'll,
3: we'll be nine in June. See?
0: We're growing it's, up so it's fast. in elementary school, almost a double digit. I know. It's just <laughs> I just think of the impact that God has allowed, like that He has yeah. used um, His Word to go forth through this medium. What a blessing um, as your friend to just watch His kindness to just put wind in the sails yeah. of this. And I'm so thankful. I know it has made His Word um, engaging for people who might have just not. Had that on ramp, mm-hmm. so thank you for that. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna
2: be emotional. You're oh, <laughs> so kind, and all of the you've said a lot of kind things, and I just keep thinking, oh Lord, may it be so. Yeah, we want those things to be true of of us, and if she reads truth, and so mm-hmm.
1: thank you for that. Well, I hope that was encouraging to just listen to their conversation. And there's so many practical things that we can do out of this. But the one thing I want to make sure you know about is that you can have access to the Lent study where you can use code REBECCA15. And when you do that, you'll get 15% off of the resources, all the ways that you can be a part of the Lent process that begins February 17th with Ash Wednesday. And so if you want to be a part of that, go to shereadstruth.com. Use that code Rebecca 15 that's R-E-B-E-K-A-H, 15, and you'll get access to that. I also want to remind you, starting Monday, there's so many people doing this, tens of thousands of people signing up for the online Bible study. This is going to be your opportunity to have Rebecca teaching Rest, Restore, Connect, Create, and she's going to teach it directly to you out of Scripture over five weeks. You can join with your friends. It's free. All you need to do is sign up. So sign up right now this weekend at RebeccaLyons.com OBS. And when you do that, you're going to be a part of an entire Bible study happening nationwide, worldwide with other people who care a lot about the rhythms of renewal. So I hope you'll join that. And until next time, we hope you have a great weekend.